Genesis 19. Wow, is there a lot going on in this chapter. So, after the discussion that God and Abraham had about if God would spare Sodom and Gomorrah, if there were even just ten righteous people there, um, God said that he would. But as it turns out, there was not. Sodom and Gomorrah was exceedingly wicked, and God was going to destroy the place. But one of the amazing things that I see here is that, you know, God said that he was going to bless Abraham and that he would be a blessing. And I really think the hallmark of the story here is that because of the blessing that's on Abraham, God is going to spare Lot. God is is showing compassion and mercy to Lot on behalf of his blessing upon Abraham. So in this story, what is happening is he's about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot and his daughters, their fiancés, their husbands, are in, in there as well, and his wife. And God sends two angels who are angelic men, so to speak. They they represent angels and are angels, but they appear to be men. And it likely is these same men who have been coming to give wisdom and to Abraham and said, you know, a year from now we're going to come back and you'll have a child. So it appears that it's likely that these it's these angels slash men from previous chapters, but they go down to essentially warn Lot that he needs to get out. But while they're there, um, the people of Sodom see these two men, and they see them enter Lot's house. And they come to Lot's house and basically insist Lot that he let those two men out of his house so that they can know them, essentially so that they can commit homosexual acts with these two men. And this just shows you the the wickedness of what was taking place in Sodom, that you know someone would have guests, and right away you'd be demanding that he send them out. And it's also so easy to see, you know, this decision we talked about, you know, a week ago or so when Lot made the decision to go near the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, and in, in, in this case, indeed, live in it, a place that God knew was wicked. Lot should have never came out of there because Lot's just making all kinds of poor decisions. And because he's he's in this wicked environment, it, it's it's had a toll on him as well. Because he, he says, you know what, don't don't have homosexual acts with these men. I'll I'll give you my daughters, which I, I can't even imagine that. But it just shows the wicked influence that um you know Lot was incurring. And it's amazing because I wouldn't consider Lot righteous at all, right? But God is wanting to show, I believe, favor and kindness to Abraham because Abraham was so concerned probably about Lot and asking his questions regarding, you know, would you spare any righteous in in Sodom? So God's going to see to it that he spares Lot, uh, I believe, on behalf of Abraham, and he's about to destroy the city. You know, one of the things I think we need to see, you know, sodomite is another word used for homosexuality. And we see here that the thing that they were doing there in these homosexual acts, and it's not that 
homosexuality was the only thing they were doing. They were they were wicked through and through, but but homosexuality was and in this case rape with homosexual acts, so to speak, that they were seeking to do is something that was detestable to God. And you know, it's it's clear church all throughout the scripture, Old and New Testament. God did not create us for homosexuality, and he doesn't create people gay. That's a lie. Uh, there are people who, because of sin, see, we have the Adamic sin problem. And because of that sin problem, we may have sexual temptation. We could even have sexual temptations towards the same gender. But that doesn't mean that we should go with it. That doesn't mean we should follow something that God clearly says is wrong. There's lots of things we have temptation for that we shouldn't do, Right. I mean, I used to have a strong temptation towards gambling. That doesn't mean that I should do it. What if you have a strong temptation towards young children or towards cocaine or whatever it may be? Just because we maybe have a, a, a bent towards a certain thing doesn't mean that we say, oh, okay, because you have a bent that way, that means you should go for it. No, that might be a sin you need to take to the Lord and have them have God strengthen you. We have to honor God and his word. So anyways... Uh, these two men say, Lot, you need to get out of here, and you need to get out of here now. And they actually grab his daughter's hands, and they lead Lot out of the city. And yeah, they were just engaged. They were to marry, and these, the, the, their fiancés did not get out. Um, so they they leave this place, and while they're leaving, and, and the instructions were, do not look back. Do not look behind you. Do not stay anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains lest you be swept away. Don't look back. Get out of Sodom. Leave your stuff. Leave your old life behind. Leave the, the sins of Sodom behind. And you just need to get out. You don't even have time to get your things. Just get out. And we have the story uh, of... Lot's wife, who, when they got out, she looked back when she was told not to look back. And it says that she became a pillar of salt. So Lot's wife loses her life on the way out of town because she looks back. And it's like, wow. Uh, she looked back when she was told not to. She dies and becomes a pillar of salt. You know, it's really interesting that in the scriptures, Jesus... Uh, he he illustrates that story, and he illustrates that in Luke 17. Let's turn there, and let's try to discern what God is trying to teach us through this. So in Luke 17, Jesus is teaching, and he says, Don't be like Lot's wife, and, and look back. Um, so Jesus is actually talking about when he's going to come back again. In fact, we could pick it up in verse uh, verse 29. But on the day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just the same on the day that the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, the one who is on the housetop and whose goods are in the house must not go down to take them out. And likewise, the one who is in the field must not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to keep his life will lose it, 
and whoever loses his life will preserve it. So very interesting. Um, there are a lot of different interpretations of this because it even goes on. I tell you on that night, there will be two in one bed and one will be taken, the other left. There will be two women grinding grain in the same place. One will be taken and the other will be left. Um, <clears throat> you know, one people who believe in like a pre-tribulation rapture, some will use this passage to say, you know, look, One's being taken, one's being left, and and God, before the destruction of, say, the tribulation or before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, got Lot out, and He's going to get you out too before that time comes. That could be, that could be the case. This also could mean the final return of the Lord when He's about to bring destruction, or when destruction's about to take place in Jerusalem. That don't. Don't waste your time and try to get all your stuff. You need to get out. So it definitely is a an end time scenario. And there may be a time in our lives, let's say we weren't raptured and we were in the, uh, the return of Christ. There may be a time where we need the instruction to when destruction's coming around to not delay and to not try to hang on to our lives and try to hang on to our things. but to just like Lot's wife was guided, get out of town and don't look back. So again, differing people have differing views on how that could be interpreted, but then there's also a general way to interpret this. If we look at verse 33, and maybe you've, this is in Luke 17, by the way, maybe you have um, heard this verse outside of context where it says, whoever seeks to keep his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. And I do think that there is something to be said about the situation from that overarching perspective. Like when you've come to Jesus as your Lord, we are to be born again. We are to be a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. Don't look back. And I think we need to have a a cut away from our old life. We need to tear away from our old life and not go back to it. We have to begin new in Christ and live the new creation, the new born-again life that God wants to give us. And don't go back and realize that the wickedness of your past and the sinful ways of this world is something that you need to detach from, get away from, and don't get back. That may mean friends. That may mean circumstances, that you know, places that you would go in the past that would lead you into sin. You just need to not look back and and get away and and embrace the new life that God wants to give you. So I do think there's something to be said for sure, just for that general interpretation of not going back to a Sodom life, not going back to the places of sin, but embracing new life in him. All right, so moving on then in the passage, after that happens and she loses her life, they get to Zor. Lot asked for permission to settle in a place called Zor, and the two men gave him that permission. And it just we just see such wickedness out of Lot. It's 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 amazing that God even spared uh spared him. But listen to what it says in verse twenty nine. Thus it happened. When God destroyed the cities of the valley, 
And listen, this is where I think the key verse here, really in this entire passage is, that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot lived. I really think that that's what is being said here, is that God remembered Abraham and spared Lot. It wasn't because Lot was so great or because Lot was so righteous, but God wanted to show favor to Abraham. And, you know, what's interesting is we've been grafted in through faith in Jesus Christ to that same family. We are we are part of the family of Abraham and receive blessing from God as a result of having faith in Jesus And God remembered Abraham. God remembered his family. Even though he was wicked, God remembered him anyways. And what a blessing that is. That I believe God's going to look out for his church. He's going to look out for people who believe in him. We're part of his family. God cares about us. And God revealed that here. So may we stick with the Lord. After they get out, I just am so saddened. And, you know, when I read this, we see just the wickedness of man, the depravity of man, and in particular, Lot here who went to spend time in in Sodom. But after they got out of there, and the Lot's daughter's fiancés had passed, they apparently thought they were, you know, the world was, they weren't going to be able to remarry or something. I, I You know, they saw all those people die. They felt like they needed to reproduce through their father. So they get them drunk and have sex with their father. What wickedness. And, you know, they should know better. But, like, I wonder how much being in Sodom just changed their view. Like, just altered their way of thinking um, to such an extreme thing. So they both get their father drunk. It almost appears on consecutive nights. And they lay with their father in they both end up conceiving from their father and listen to what it says in verse 37 after the firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab he is the father of the Moabites to this day as for the younger she also bore a son called his name Ben-Ami he is the father of the sons of Ammon to this day so they become the Moabites and the Ammonites, and both of them became enemies of Israel. Isn't that interesting? Out of these inappropriate conceptions, these become people that are not friends of of Israel. Um, so God sometimes allows us to make mistakes and there's consequences for those mistakes and that's what's happening here there's so much could be said on the history of the moabites and the ammonites um but i think that's where we're going to leave this today so where can we what can we learn from this we can learn that lot's first mistake was going to live in wickedness where are you associating that's leading you away from God and into wickedness. I would say that would be the first thing. This is the end result. The cities got destroyed. The only reason Lot was saved is because of the blessing on God's family through Abraham and 
what a blessing that is, you know, to realize that you have a father, father God, and that you, you do have favor from him, from being part of his family, but we should live to honor him. Amen. And may we do that. May we recognize the beauty that we have in being part of the family of God. And then let's not look back. Let's not look back on our old lives. Let's not get back. It, that sin wants to destroy us. The devil wants to get us back into destructive patterns. And we got to trust God and not go back. Let's embrace the new life in him. And the last thing I would say is, you know, this chapter shows early on how God feels about homosexuality. And from cover to cover of the Bible, it, it teaches the same thing. Old and New Testament alike, there's so much deception out there in teaching people that somehow God approves or accepts or creates people that way. It's all a lie from the gutter and from the devil. And we got to be wise and know our scripture and know that it's not true. And may more and more people learn the truth about God in this way. So thank you all for listening. God bless you all.